ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवती उत्तम श्लोके Today we are continuing to read from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto Six, Chapter Two, entitled "Jamila Delivered by the Vishnu Dudas," text number twenty. Dvija Pasha Dvinid Mukto. Dvija Pasha Dvinid Mukto. Gata Bi Prakritim Gata. दर्शनोत्सव ब्राह्मणाश From the news, Vinir Mukta ha, being released, Gata Bihi, free from fear, Prakritim Gata ha, came to his senses, Vavande, offered his respectful obeisances, Shirasa. By bowing his head. By bowing his head. Vishnu ha. Vishnu. Of Lord Vishnu. Of Lord Vishnu. King Karan. King Karan. Unto the servants. Unto the servants. Darshana utsava ha. Darshana utsava ha. Very pleased by seeing them. Very pleased by seeing them. Translation and purport by Swami Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shilakaupar. Having been released from the nooses of Yamaraja's servants, the Brahmana Ajamila, now free from fear, came to his senses and immediately offered obeisances to the Vishnu Dudas by bowing his head at their lotus feet. He was extremely pleased by their presence, for he had seen them save his life from the hands of the servants of Yamaraja. Purport. Vaishnavas are also Vishnu Dudas because they carry out the orders of Krishna. Lord Krishna is very eager for all the conditioned souls rotting in this material world to surrender to him and be saved from the material pangs in this life and punishment in hellish conditions after death. A Vaishnava therefore tries to bring conditioned souls to their senses. 
Those who are fortunate like Ajamila are saved by the Vishnu Dudas or Vaishnavas and thus they return back home, back to Godhead. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyanan Janashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitamtam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamcha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namasude Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Ajamila is going through this transformational experience being saved from the nooses of Yamaraj which is very hard for anyone to escape mm-hmm. escape from the jaws of death as you can say <coughs> in his case he's more fortunate because he is able to see his whole life's activities being discussed from two different perspectives. And the significant activity of calling out to the Lord in a helpless condition at the time of his death, the weightage of that, how much that call to the Lord had over the weight of the sins that he had committed. So the discussion between the Vishnu Dudas and the Yamadudas clearly brings out the consequences of one's actions in their life and the consequence of helplessly calling out the name of the Lord at the time of death. Ajamila, as we all know, was born in a Brahmana family. So that birth in a Brahmin family is a result of his past activities. So that gives you a situation from which you can perfect your life and not come back to this material world. He was on that path. As Prabhupada described as a perfect Brahmana, chanting mantras, following all the principles. But the material nature does throw challenges in front of us. Ajamila was not an exception. So when a challenge was thrown at him and it was overwhelming and he took it on his own consciousness and meditated on the embracing of the Sudra and the prostitute, the meditation became so intense that 
it transformed into his own life that he himself had to marry that prostitute and have children and all that story we heard so the wrong choice that he made um uh, put him in a situation where he fell from the position of a exalted brahmana to that of the most sinful person we saw the list of sins that he had committed as uh, stated by the messengers of yamaraj so the consequence of one's action and how you spoil the uh, best situation that you're in that you that's given to you that's one of the key themes that comes up and now um ajamila despite that um downfall and he's uh, he's gone up to the jaws of the death and at that time calling out the name of the lord and then it's he's given a second <coughs> chance as we can see here so the consequence of calling out the name of the lord helplessly without offenses that had the effect of removing all the sins if we notice the vishnu dudas did not say okay yamadudas you have come take him punish him for all the sinful activities then you will come back and take him to the vaikuntha so they did not say that that's what you usually expect so you you suffer for what you have done and then you come back and enjoy for the chanting the holy name but it's the other way around that this helpless call neutralized all the sinful activities and we saw with um, analogies as to how the power of the holy name acts whether you um, chant knowingly or unknowingly so the vishnu dudas are making a very strong point by saying that the atonement which normally you do for a particular type of a sin if it's heavy you do a heavy atonement small sin small atonement all of that is taken care by chanting the holy name that um, elaborates and it demonstrates the power of chanting the holy name now here ajamila is coming back to his senses as stated in this verse he is coming back to his senses he is um free from fear why is he free from fear free from fear is first is calling out of the name of the lord and that brings the devotee association he is he is hearing the vishnu duda speak so that association also drives away the fear and then no one has to tell him about the power of holy name anymore like he has seen in his life it's direct experience pratyaksha praman life transforming experience so he is immediately convinced as to how much the vishnu duda that saying about the holy name it's true and it's applicable to me in my life now i must change from where i am now um in this downtrodden situation i must come back and this is drawing the emotions from the heart of ajamil and then we can see 
because he has come back to his senses. If you see some exalted Vaishnavas, you offer obeisances by bowing down. And that's what Ajamila is doing. The other effect of being in the association of Vaishnavas is being extremely pleased. Mm, that's why we sing in the morning, Samsara Dava Nalalida Loka. The presence of the spiritual master, his words, the presence of the Vaishnavas, their words, brings an extremely pleasing experience by extinguishing the forest fire of material existence. And that's what we are seeing here. The beauty of the Vishnu Dudas was described earlier, so Ajamila has seen their beauty, he's heard their voices and describing the glories of the holy name. And these are all producing pleasing experience in him. Having discussed the uh, power of the holy name and the effect, we will dwell upon the aspect of the merciful nature of the Lord and the eagerness of the Lord, the internal mood of the Lord that's being brought out here in the purport. How the mood of the Lord is uh, inherited, adopted and carried forward by the Vaishnavas. And why do the Vaishnavas go and save the conditioned souls? What's the... Um, so what's the motive behind Vaishnavas going and saving the... Um, what's the motive behind Vaishnavas going and saving these uh, conditioned souls? Why do they do that? So we'll dwell upon those themes. So Krishna is described in the fourth canto and the third canto of Bhagavatam as Anukampita Atma, the all-compassionate Lord, and is the shelter of all shelters, Sharanam Saranyam. Now in the Mangala Charana that we sing, um, we also describe Krishna as Karuna Sindhu, means ocean of mercy and friend to all. Dhinabandhu, one who is the property of the impoverished, as Kunti Devi says. Shuhrut, so different varieties of words, uh, gradations of words are used to describe friendship. Shuhrut, Bandhu, Mitra. Um, so, the uh, gradations are in such a way that it indicates the intimacy. So the most intimate friend to all living beings is the Lord. Shurudam Sarva Bhutanam. So this merciful aspect of the Lord is exhibited by extending himself through various ways to reach out the conditioned souls and bring them back to his abode. And that is his mercy aspect. And one of the way, the powerful way in which he extends his mercy is through his holy name. So if we look at the syllables Krishna, 
uh, one of the meaning is one who takes you away from the cycle of birth and death all attractive features there and one who also takes you away from the cycle of birth and death so the power of the um, holy name through which he extends himself and makes himself accessible to all living beings and having no conditions no matter what situation you are in impure pure uh, ajamila did not think okay let me go take a bath do the acharman put all the do all the for then chant the holy name he did not think about all of that he just called out the name of the lord in a helpless condition and he was um, saved sans yeah it is not even indicating the lord it is indicating his son's name so this is one way that the lord is extending his mercy the other way the lord extends his mercy is by appearing in the form of the deity the deity form of the lord is a way that we conditioned souls who are um used to seeing matter so lord descending to do the form of matter and spiritualizing matter because he has got the potency to spiritualize matter so he enters a deity form the crucial part of installing deities is that one of the uh, devotee or many devotees of the lord have to request the lord to reside in the deity in the form in the deity form otherwise the deity installation is not complete so here we see the lord extending his mercy through his devotees and appearing in the deity form that's why after finishing all the formalities of keeping the idol in grain in water immersed for so many days there is a whole procedure after that the crucial step is that the devotee pure devotee he touches his heart parmatma and then you please come and reside in this deity form and we will do service to you at regulated times and that's the crucial step um in installing deities so through that form also we can uh do service see the reciprocation and that's another powerful way by which when we bathe the deities the charnamrit is given out and that also has a profound purifying effect there is no qualification for anyone to come and partake the uh, water that's washed <coughs> the body and feet of the lord that is another way that the lord extends his mercy now the fact that we are discussing shrimad bhagavatam the book uh, grantaraj as we say the manifestation of the scriptures is another way that the lord extends himself by um the sound vibration and he incarnates as a literary incarnation puts it in writing for us so that people in kali yuga because the memory is very low you can't remember all of that so if it is in written form even if i forget i go back and read it that's why there is constant 
um, discussions on the topics of the Lord, Nityam Bhagavata Seveya. Why? Because we are bound to forget. It's in the written form, okay, so even if you forget, we can go back and read again and bring the lost memory back. So through the um, incarnation of sound, through deity, through the uh, scriptures, especially Srimad Bhagavatam, these are all having profound effects and through that we understand that the Lord is merciful and the internal mood of the Lord is to bring the souls back to Him. Although He is described here as all-merciful, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna describes that He puts the uh, demoniac persons in the lower species of life. Krishna says that He does it. So in that purport, Prabhupada brings out this challenging point about you claim that the Lord is all-merciful, but how is that the all-merciful Lord is putting living beings, demoniac people in lower species of life? Is it not a kind of punishment? What kind of mercy is that? Now that's when we see the, the power of choices which the living being makes. The demoniac persons, they, their desire is that they want to stay away from the Lord as much as possible. So that's your desire, that's your actions, that's your mentality and accordingly you face the consequence. So because you have desired that, you acted in that way, if that's what you want, that's what you get. In that purport, Prabhupada explains that the Lord is showing His mercy by putting those living beings in that uh, species of life. This is from the purport, 1620. The placing of the asuras, the demons, in the lowest status of life is simply another feature of the Lord's mercy. Sometimes the asuras are killed by the Supreme Lord, but this killing is also good for them. For in Vedic literature, we find that anyone who is killed by the Supreme Lord becomes liberated. There are instances in history of many asuras, Ravana, Kamsa, Hiranyakashipu, to whom the Lord appeared in various incarnations just to kill them. Therefore, God's mercy is shown to the Asuras if they are fortunate enough to be killed by Him. So, killing of the Asuras, as described in the purport, is also a form of the mercy shown by the Lord. And that too, compared to the other incarnations, when Krishna kills demons, they don't take birth again. Um, I remember His Holiness Banu Swami describing how um, Jai Vijay they take birth as Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, they get killed by Narsimhadev, then they again take the form of um, Ravana and Kumbhakarna. Then they get killed by Lord Ram. And then finally when they get killed by um, Lord Krishna, they don't take birth again. Mm-hmm. They So that's the speciality of the Lord, um, the mercy of the Lord, 
even when killing the demons, he gives them liberation, various kinds of liberation. Um, and it is this quality of the Lord which he shows compassion to the demons also and killing them and giving them higher position which even the yogis aspire to get. But that quality of the Lord attracted Sukadev Goswami. And he heard his father describing how um, Lord Krishna, when Putana, the demon Putana, disguised in the form of a beautiful lady, came with her breast filled with poison to feed Krishna and to kill him. So the intention is to kill, but the activity was to feed milk. So Krishna looked at the intention, ignored the action, and then he elevated Putana to the position of a Datri, of a um, motherly level as a nurse in the spiritual world. Um, I forgot the verse. Kamva Dayalam Sharanam Rajaymam. So, that's the verse which uh, transformed the heart um, of Sukadeva Goswami. Appreciating the and glorifying the nature of Lord Krishna, that He is so merciful that even a person who is coming with an ill intention, He um, forgives them when, he, when they render some service to him. Lord Brahma also glorifies this um, magnanimous aspect of the Lord. Um, they, they need some chairs. Okay. So this magnanimity of the Lord is being appreciated by Lord Brahma in his prayers. Um, after the Brahma Vimohan Leela, he prays to the Lord and he says that my mind becomes bewildered just trying to think of what reward other than you could be found anywhere. Lord Brahma is saying that you are the best reward any person can get. So he continues to pray. You are the embodiment of all benedictions which you bestow upon the residents of the cowherd community of Vrindavana. Here comes the crucial line describing Krishna's magnanimity. The way Lord Brahma puts it is like this. You, Lord Krishna, you have already given yourself, you have already arranged to give yourself to Putana and her family members in exchange for her disguising herself as a devotee. Hmm? You have already arranged to give yourself to Putana and her family members in exchange for her disguising herself as a devotee. So what is left for you to give to these devotees of Vrindavana? <laughs> what is left for you to give to these devotees of Vrindavana? And what are these devotees giving to the Lord? Here comes the list. 
the devotees of Vrindavana, they are giving their home, their wealth, their friends, their dear relations, their own bodies, their children and their very lives and hearts. This is the list of things that the devotees of Vrindavana, they are giving all of this to the Lord and they are only dedicated to you. So it is a rhetorical way of asking, you have given yourself to Putana, my dear Lord, and his and her family members, as we know, um, life in Vrindavan um, was not peaceful mm-hmm. because every time there was an attack by a different demon. Putana was one because she got killed. Her other family members, brothers, all of them, they wanted to kill Krishna. Agasura. All of them came one after the other, one after the other. There were so much disturbances being created, one after the other, one after the other. Um, one may give this um, example of how the Pandava suffered one calamity after the other calamity. The mm-hmm. residents of Vrindavana suffered the same, like one disturbance after the other disturbance after the other. But what was comforting them was the presence of the Lord. So this is the prayer 10, 14, 35, where Lord Brahma describes the merciful aspect of the Lord. ಸಕುಲಾತ್ಮೇವೇವಾರ್ಪಿತ್ರಿಯಾತ್ಮಥನಯಾಶಯಾಕೃತೆ So the residents of Vrindavana, they are giving dhāma, their home, artha, wealth, they are giving up their friends, they are giving up their dear relatives, they are giving up their own bodies, they are giving up their own children, they are even giving up their life air. When some of them are prevented from going to meet the Lord, Ashaya, their minds dedicated to you. What have, what is left in you, my Lord, to give to them? Because you have already given yourself to Putanapi Sakula, to Putana and family members like Bakasura and Agasura. What is left? So here we see that the merciful aspect of the Lord is extending not only to his devotees but also to the demons and they also get elevated. So this is how we understand um, how the Lord is not partial. He uh, reciprocates according to 
how you act and approach him ye yathamam prapadyante tam stataiva vajamaya as you surrender unto me i reveal accordingly having established how the lord is merciful even to his uh, the, even to the demons the same lord demands surrender lord krishna demands surrender for him to bestow his mercy the proper explains sri chaitanya mahaprabhu is more magnanimous that he does not even demand surrender whether you are qualified or not qualified patra apatra he simply gave love of god the process of chanting of the holy name to whomever he met and as we know he and the panchatatva they are more merciful than lord krishna in that they don't see whether a person is qualified or not despite their disqualifications the holy name is given to them the process is given to them and i was hearing a lecture as to how mahaprabhu was traveling in south india uh, alone he did not come with uh, travel with his associates he while traveling in south india he was singing and dancing in love of god and whomever he met on the way he gave them the love of god whether they are qualified or not doesn't matter he gave them the love of god and they started dancing and singing in ecstasy in ecstasy and now after having danced with them he said now you go in this direction you go in this direction you go in this direction now you spread the mercy so these devotees were reluctant to go but then it's an order of mahaprabhu so they went and whomever met these devotees they also got transformed and they also got the highest uh, goal of life which is love of god so like that mahaprabhu distributed love of god uh, through this congregational chanting even to the animals and yes even to the mm-hmm. animals so that was the next um, <clears throat> point i was about to make the followers of um, yeah, in jarikand mahaprabhu did that past time and the followers of um, sri chaitanya mahaprabhu the six goswamis they are described as merciful to those who are gentle and also merciful to those who are ruffians dhira adhira jana priya priya karo um and as described in the sarva swami ashtakam these goswamis get the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu and they carry that and they remove the burden of this material world by extending that mercy so they are called as kripa barav who are bearing bearing the mercy and bhara which is the burden of this material world bhuvi bhuva they are removing how by pouring upon the suffering conditioned souls the past times by singing the past times of the lord papa tapa nikrantanam tanubrutam govinda ganamrita so how are they doing how are they removing the sinful act reactions and activities of the living beings is by pouring upon them 
the songs of the glories of the lord govinda ganamuttai and it goes on to describe that these are the goswamis that we need to take shelter of they are worthy of honor and saranya karav they are um, without envy and they are the best well wishers and they remove the uh, sinful reactions and they also bestow upon the living beings the um, ocean of transcendental bliss now for us to access the mercy of sri jatane mahaprabhu and the six goswamis for us it happens through the mercy of his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shila prabhupada so we get the mercy of mahaprabhu and the goswamis through him the internal mood of shila prabhupada is um exemplified in the prayer that he writes in the most crucial time of his life when he faced the um brutal heart attacks and when he was in the ship um see when a person is crushed in what is inside will come out um uh, here proper is being put into this difficult situation and apparently being crushed but what comes out is the uh call of love to the lord asking taking shelter of him and also he is seeing the situation in the west how they are overcome by the modes of passion and ignorance seeing that it draws the mercy uh compassion from prabhupada's heart and then he prays to the lord now you have brought me here there mm-hmm. must be some purpose if you want you can remove uh, bring these people out of the modes of passion and ignorance and for that purpose make my speaking ability in such a way that i can convince these people who are covered by the modes of passion and ignorance so proper did not look down upon them and hate them rather he saw them as part and parcel and children of the lord and they are suffering in passion and ignorance i have to relieve them for that i need empowerment so please if you so desire my lord um make me um as proper rights you have given me the title of bhakti vedanta if you want you can fulfill that purpose by helping me remove their passion and ignorance in this markine bhagavad dharma uh, prayer he sings so uh, he is referring to those who are covered by passion and ignorance proper rights they will become liberated from the influence of the modes of ignorance and passion and thus all inauspicious things accumulated in the core of the heart will disappear how will i make them understand this message of krishna consciousness 
I am very unfortunate, unqualified and the most fallen. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I am seeking your benediction so that I can convince them for I am powerless to do so on my own. So, here we can see the um, similarity in the mood of Lord Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the six Goswamis, so the Lord and the devotees, how they have the same inner mood of um, not able to tolerate the suffering of the conditioned souls, being eager to bring them back uh, to the eternal abode of the Lord, and how both are, the Lord and the devotees, are considered as compassionate. That's just as we saw, Krishna is called as Karuna Sindhu, the ocean of mercy. Okay. Now what do we say about the Vaishnavas? When we do the Vaishnava Pranams, we say that they are also oceans of mercy. They are also well-wishers of everybody. And they are also doing what the Lord wants them to do. In, in one sense, Prabhupada writes that the devotees are more merciful than the Lord. Why? In 3.29 Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna says that um, <coughs> ignorant people are living in this material world. They are bewildered by the modes. <coughs> And these ignorant people are attached to material activities. So Krishna is clearly saying that the wise don't go and unsettle the ignorant, although their duties are inferior. So this is Krishna's words. But in the purport, Prabhupada writes that <clears throat> the devotees of the Lord are more kind than the Lord because they understand the purpose of the Lord. Consequently, they undertake all kinds of risks even to the point of approaching ignorant men to try to engage them in the acts of Krishna consciousness which are absolutely necessary for the human being. So here we see the Lord is saying don't disturb. Don't disturb the ignorant. But Prabhupada is saying in the purport, no, we still go and do it because we know the internal mood of the Lord as brought out in today's purport. The internal mood of the Lord is that He doesn't want the living beings to suffer in this life and also suffer in the next life in hellish conditions. So that's why the devotees of the Lord are more kind as said by Prabhupada. The devotees of the Lord are more kind than the Lord because they understand the purpose of the Lord. So oneness comes by oneness in purpose not by merging with the Lord and losing our individuality. So there is oneness in purpose. The Lord is Shubhrit, Bandhu, the most dear friend, different degrees of friendship and then the Vaishnavas are also the same. Well-wishers, near to both the ruffians and the... Um, both the uh, Dhira, Adhira, both the sober and the ruffians, the Vaishnavas are dear to both of them. So here we see that the similarity side by side how the um, 
the Lord's internal mood and his external actions and the way that he does various pastimes, all of that is intended to bring the conditioned souls back. Now what the devotees do? Whatever the Lord does, they discuss again and again. The Lord may um, do a pastime once in a particular universe, but the devotees recite that again and again, again and again, it goes to such extent that it draws the mercy and draws the Lord himself such a way that the Lord says that I am not dwelling in Vaikuntha, nor am I dwelling in the heart of the yogis. But wherever my pastimes are being discussed, that's where I reside. Naham Tishtami Vaikunte Yoginam Vridayeshuva Yatra Gayanti Mat Bhakta Tatra Tishtami Narada Wherever my devotees are reciting my pastimes, I reside there. So this is how the um, Vaishnavas are also Vishnu Dudas as described in this word to word meaning. Kinkaram means the servants. So a servant should know the internal mood of the master and he should execute the orders of the master and he should please him. And because the Vaishnavas are going and approaching the conditioned souls, pouring upon them the pastimes of the Lord, bringing them back to their senses and ultimately bringing them back to the Lord, the purpose of the Lord and the devotees are one. And therefore, they are called as, <coughs> Vaishnavas are also called as <coughs> Vishnu Dudas. And when um, other common men come in contact with such Vishnu Dudas or Vaishnavas, they also become delivered. Now one may question as to how I don't have the ability of Lord Krishna. I'm not that potent as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not as potent as the six Goswamis, or as potent as Srila Prabhupada. How do I exhibit this quality of mercy? Because I myself need mercy. <laughs> I myself am not qualified. How do I extend this mercy? Because we have discussed very high things, the Lord saving the demons, uh, promoting the demons also being very um, kind to the devotees of Vrindavan. We saw about Mahaprabhu delivering whole South India, then we saw the six Goswamis, we saw Srila Prabhupada. Now they are all exalted personalities, their Lord himself, some of them. I am not of that caliber. Now, how do I still be um, acting mercifully? So, His Holiness Satswati Maharaj writes in his um, Vaishnava Qualities and Behavior book, the first quality of the 26 qualities, the first one is a mercy, merciful. Vaishnava is merciful. And uh, Lord Kapila also describes the sadhu as um, well-wisher of all Ajata, Shatrava, Shanta, Sadhava, Sadhabhushana. Um, yeah, he is a well-wisher of all living beings. So, now, Maharaj writes in that, so, 
we may not have the same capacity to be merciful as the other exalted devotees, but when we carry out the mission of the all-merciful spiritual master, all-merciful founder Acharya, when we take part in the mercy mission, we also are spreading that mercy to others. We may not have the same intensity of mercy which others have, but because we are um, involved in the mercy mission, we also spread the mercy. So Maharaj gives the example of a um, of doctors who go and work in the battlefield, like COVID. Um, doctors who go and work in in a battle near the battle where it's happening in a war zone. Those doctors, uh, they may not, or the nurses, they may not have the full mercy in their heart. But their mission is to be show mercy to those who are wounded in the battle, pick them up, transport, and if they may not have their entire uh, mercy in their heart overflowing, but they are given a duty of doing it, going and rescuing people who are wounded in the battle. In the same way, if we take part in the mercy mission of Srila Prabhupada, then we also inherit that mercy and we extend that to others by giving them the holy name as we saw earlier, giving them the remnants of the deity, the Charnamrit, then the uh, reciting and sharing of the books, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam distribution and also distributing prasadam. So by participating in the mission, mercy mission, we also extend the mercy to others, even though we, we may not be as magnanimous as Mahaprabhu or the Goswamis or Srila Prabhupada. Not qualified. So, I will conclude there and see if there are any questions on what we discussed today. Yes, Mahatma Prabhu. Thank you very much for an excellent conversation on this. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I was hearing Navyuvin Maharaj. Uh-huh. Navyuvin Maharaj was directly serving Prabhupada in March 1977 in Vrindavan. So he was telling the story that he used to massage the lotus feet of Prabhupada at night and then in the morning. So one night he massaged his lotus feet went out and through the window you have seen it over the kitty. And it happened in the morning when he got up, I was seeing So eventually he took the courage of Bhagavad. Didn't you sleep last night? Hmm. So you know the reply Prabhupada, how can I sleep? Who will help you? This is a compassion of Prabhupada. Sure. That unless I dictate, unless I read the message of Krishna, glory of Krishna, you will not read it. Hmm. And you won't get the mercy. So how can you see? So he was empowered completely, Krishna. And as you said on the boat, yes. he's saying, I'm most fallen. 
I have no ability. You are the only one who can make them understand what I want. So this is the beauty process. So we want to serve his mission. And that's how we can gain some little mercy through program and So there was one comment and I put one question, please. This word Dashno Sabha, if you want to explain it more. Dashan Sabha. What is Dashan Sabha? Yeah, so Darshana Utsava, according to the word to word meaning, it says very pleased by uh, seeing them. The, yeah, so here in the context of Ajamila, it is Ajamila being very pleased in seeing the form of the Vishnu Dudas. The other beauty is, and the pleasing effect is also through the words of the Vishnu Dudas, which is glorifying the holy name and the Lord. So, the power of devotee association is such that it will exemplify, magnify and increase the potency of the Lord's message and pastimes and the way the exalted devotees describe those pastimes, you, they, with that potency you will actually enter the pastimes. So that is another beauty. Uh, and then you take the actual darshan of the Lord by hearing. And that becomes a celebration and that is called Utsava. Thank you. Well, Darshana. <coughs> I got another Utsava. point in your lecture uh, about Krishna. Krish means oratric and that means reservoir of pleasure. Reservoir of pleasure. So this is another meaning of Krishna. Why we have to say Krishna? Because Krish means all attractive. And that means reservoir of pleasure. He is the ocean of pleasure. So he is the only one who can give even a drop of mercy. will take us across this material ocean. And therefore we have to serve our bona fide spiritual master, most important. Yeah. 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 Yeah.